It's Thursday, September 23rd, and today is I just signed very poorly that today is International Sign Language Day. So welcome to our hearing impaired audience. You are watching and or listening to Uniform Exchange. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Gentlemen, welcome. How yeah. are we? Oh, hey. Hi, thank you know, you. we actually we actually did a poll specifically of our audio cast, and we scored the highest with those who were hearing impaired. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I was wondering turns how out, we did with that those folks. <laughs> turns out what we talk about is more entertaining than the people talking about it. So uh welcome guys to Uniform Exchange, uh, a comedic look. Obviously, we all know this. I say it every week, but it's a comedic look at the weekend review and sports, sports business, live entertainment. We talk about whatever we want to talk about. Basically, we talk about whatever Josh wants to talk about. Uh, and then Mike interrupts him and we talk about whatever Mike wants to talk about. Uh, I'm Michael Myers of the sports marketer and Chris. And it's subsidiaries. And subsidiaries, that's right. Uh, I'm joined. I, I yeah, subsidiaries. <laughs> I need to work on that. Uh, I'm joined as always by three fine, fine gentlemen. First up, uh, a man whose pickup line in college. Oh boy, was you must be an appendix because I don't know what you do, but I really want to take you out. From Team Marketing Report. Chris Hardwick. Chris. <laughs> I see what he did there. That that was used, yes, uh, multiple times to no effect. Thank you. <laughs> uh, next up, sticking with the college theme, this guy paid for college with a football scholarship, but he was also a full-time uh, Instagram model. From the sports marketer, the big sports guy. I knew Josh it. Josh Kyles. I was the original Instagram model. Thank you for uh, letting people know that. I really You're appreciate that. <laughs> and I'm also joined today by the, the Pixar lamp, the guy who jumps on the letters. It's, this is the real one right here. Spoinks, 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 spoinks. We only have the so best. So much mystery in Josh Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, a man who once told me, and I'm not kidding, he said, dude, I was born cool, but global warming made me hot. Goose <laughs> Island's very own <laughs> Mike Smith. Dad number is two, that, how are you? Hey, can we celebrate yet? Is it too early? White Sox clinch, first time in 13 sexy. years, cracking this goose island right about oh, now. Oh, you're looking very sexy over there. Sexy. Oh, I like Wind that. in Rome. Sexy lady. Ooh, well, I like that. <laughs> More of that, please. Well, I'd sure love to have one of those. Two. Oh, it's the truck didn't show up. Has the mail not gotten to you? I really need to get a tracking number next time. This is pissing me off. Yeah, that beer has to be old and hot. So Just last like week's me. joke, last oh, old and hot. Well done today, guys. I will say that's last week's joke. But I want to tell you guys, I listened to last week's podcast. Why it was you this is just a sh like shameless plug. It was good, really, really good. Oh dang! Last so if you if anybody's listening and watching and you didn't listen or watch last week's podcast, go back and watch it. That shit was sick. It was really good. 
Um, I got and and to go off and to go off that uh, plug, I'm finally going to do it. I'm going to do my plug. Um, mm. Hey, everybody listening, this is Mike Smith, Dad Number Two. We are in episode 23, correct, Myers? 23. That's yes, something like that. 23. I am still using these shitty uh, <laughs> Apple iPhone earplugs uh, as a mic. We've joked on the show. I was going to get sent one from the gang. Has not showed up just like Chris's beer. So. If anybody would like to send me a mic, hit us up in the DMs on our Twitter. That's uh, Uniform Exchange at before that. Uh, <laughs> send a mic to me, and you will get a free plug from myself, a free date from Josh, and advice from Chris. So, oh, man. Unfortunately, one out of three ain't bad. Unfortunately, that is not our Twitter account, so please do not DM at Uniform Exchange, but <laughs> we'll at, uni, at Uni Exchange Show. We'll Try that. that. This, is <laughs> this is true. We'll, we'll, we'll fix, fix that, that in post. post. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, Thanks, guys, Josh. I think it's time. It is time for... Rack it up, rack it up, I got a bill. Make me a safe house. Shake it up, shake it up. She got her hands on it. I hope I get a mic. What? You are yeah, me Mike. too, so that stops rubbing against your beard. My God, sit still, buddy. All it's right. called ASMR. Okay. ASMR. We are. That's what we. That's what actually why we have more ASMR listeners than anyone else. <laughs> that's so good. Uh, big news. Fight. Big big news out of uh, out of college football in the CFP. Uh, the management committee met yesterday i guess it was now and if you guys recall i keep looking down you're down here so i'm sorry if people are at home seeing me look down uh the cfp management committee is 10 fbs commissioners and the notre dame athletic director for those of you that don't know uh they got together and met uh on what was supposed to be a consensus that the 12 they were going to expand the CFP to 12 teams. Now we've known for a few weeks that's no, that was no longer the consensus, but essentially yesterday it became a Seinfeld episode with an airing of grievances. And that is a direct quote that there was an airing of grievances. <laughs> uh, feats of strength is what we're actually going to do instead of the 12, 12 team CFP. Um, yeah. Uh, the, they had a meeting, didn't work out. They did schedule or reschedule another meeting, which is very, very in line with how, uh, the NCAA handles things. Nothing um, if not the CF- Yeah, nothing if not. It was supposed to be that this coming week, I guess, there was supposed to be a meeting of the CFP Board of Managers. Just to, first of all, I love that CFP Management Committee, that's different, guys, than the CFP Board of Managers. Okay, sure. I just want to be clear. Those are two oh, very different Jesus things. Clearly, Christ. based on the name, they're very different. One Assistant thing, to the Regional Manager. That's and exactly what I was thinking, Chris. <laughs> So they were supposed to meet next week. They're no longer going to do that. That's now going to be a Zoom meeting. We're going to host it. Um, and uh, yeah, so there you go. Moving fast. I, I think CFP I know. World. I think I know where all the college sports money goes to now. It's all these bullshit committees that just plan at making meetings about meetings. Am I am I off a little bit on this? No, I dead go on. This? <laughs> hey, Mark, fake Mark Emmert. You sound like fake Mark Emmert. Uh, you're like dead on. Pal. Fake Mark Emmert to the show. Dead on. Yeah. Uh, well, I did see somewhere the five reasons that were listed as to why the 12 playoff thing didn't quite pan out, and they made me smile a little bit. The first one is very logical. 
We talked about it a little bit. ESPN has five years left on a 12-year, $7.2 billion CFP deal. Billion. Which, by the way, if that was signed today, we all know would be like 4X that. Um, the commissioners did agree on one thing. They agreed they wanted to maximize revenue. So they've brought everybody. Really, it was a kumbaya moment. They came together <laughs> to say, we want to make as much money as possible. We um, want that to likely make means... money. <laughs> Kumbaya. <laughs> For those people at home, there's All a lot of big maximize profits. Kumbaya. <laughs> That's how it went. That's well a done. Beautiful that was that was not rehearsed, by the way. It was absolutely not. That's I think people could tell that wasn't we have rehearsed. gelled into yeah. a pod team. Uh, pod team that powerhouse. likely means it does likely mean multiple partners, uh, although they could do a thing with ESPN where they get, you know, they charge them a lot more to do something within the next five years. That's possible. Uh, that was number one. That one made sense. Number two, number two, obviously, player safety at the forefront of all the people in this room. Can, it's can, really, can, this really, it's really about player can safety. I, can, I talk, can I talk about this for a second? Because yeah. the, the, oh, a high ranking source told CBS Sports that the commissioners have yet to, they, they haven't even started doing any due diligence regarding student-athlete welfare when it comes to playing what could amount to be a 17-game, a, a record-long season. And they haven't even mm-hmm. started. Do, like, what, were the, what was the last three months for? Well, there you go, Josh. Number two now makes sense. Player safety is at the forefront of the reason. And now they're going to plan to plan to have a meeting to plan about how they're going to plan this. It's going to be – they're going to get it. They're, they're on their way. That was number right. two. Number three, Chris, I know you know that this is what's at the forefront, academics. Oh, that's yeah. really yeah. At the end of the day, that's what they're all paying attention Man, to, right? It's the academics. They didn't come to play school. That's right. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Can we get a clip of that every week? I want to hear that clip. <laughs> yes. Uh, the fourth the fourth thing was weatherization of stadiums. I'm sure that's a major hurdle. Uh, and then the last you need thing that the, in Pasadena and Tucson and right, and Miami right. well, and Jacksonville where they're going to play these games. On yeah, the hot side, cool, and the cool side, hot. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> this is going to be the most random episode in the history of episodes. Um, and the last thing was the Rose Bowl. You mentioned Pasadena. The Rose Bowl, essentially, they people have run out of patience with allowing the Rose Bowl to sort of live outside the CFP and always have the Pac-10 and the Big Ten. Basically, the Rose Bowl has been told they need to fall in line. If they want to be part of the CFP, they need to be one of the six CFPs and just follow by those rules. So I think we've seen the end of the granddaddy of them all as we used to know it, and it will now be a part of something else. Uh, so, yeah, guys, that was a lot. There's a lot going on in college football right now. Chris, you'd mentioned something to me, though, on the flip side of this. Here's what's amazing. These guys can't mess it up. That's what's amazing about this. They can't They can't mess it up. They tr- they, they're doing their best. They cannot mess it up. What did you tell me earlier today about the, the ratings in college football, Chris? Oh, they've had five games already drawing more than 7.5 million viewers. That hasn't happened since 2016. So and they've already topped it, and they've already hit the five that they had for an entire <laughs> season five years ago. So in three weeks. I mean, that's that's saying something because you know we we sat there and, and thought through the pandemic, or you know, at least I did. Was I thought we were going to see every rating sports rating go through the roof, and a lot of them, frankly, cratered. And uh, so to see, well, NFL is up right a decent amount, but to see college football up like that. 
Oh, I can still have 48 more seconds to talk. That's great. Um, (laughs) To see college football up that much. uh, I mean, hey, they're licking their chops, baby. You know what's crazy, though, is like the management of uh, the NCAA is like watching a car crash in slow motion and the equivalent to seeing a DMV-like experience come to fruition as the success of sports is at an all-time high. Like, I don't know how to take this in. That's all I want to say. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. This is a safe space. We should be able to share how we're feeling here. <laughs> this, this timer couldn't have come soon enough. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let That's it go. That's just, just what she said? That's what she said? 23 shows, and we finally wait for a gong. Amazing. Yeah. Do me a favor, Josh. Punch the screen. New me, topic. Sir, new I topic. You for new, new topic. topic new topic. That's pretty good. Uh, in St. Louis news, I don't know if it's St. Louis news. Um, update. Wow, I've got this. Yep, yeah, on the bottom of the screen. We'll just it's it's now on a banner in the screen. Guys, just just a heads up. I am on the road this week. Where Josh are you? Where are is you? on the road this week. I Where am are you guys? In, I'm coming live from Mendocino County in Northern California, like up in the mountains. Oh, that sounds nice. Beautiful. Josh, where are you? Very nice. Josh. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Josh, and I'm coming to you live from San Diego, California at the National Sports Forum World Headquarters. Oh. Why do you sound like a game show contestant? That's really that's Up good. with people. I love hey, it. Hey, all I'm going to say is Chris, Josh me i haven't gotten invited to northern california to to host or be part of a show i'm still using this p new me, topic sir, but can new I trouble topic, you for new, new topic, topic please. new topic mike i think you're hey. a little confused with geography san diego is actually as far south in california as you can go it's like northern so. california you know it's better Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Northern so california, nfl mountains. news nfl news uh a quick update with our legal expert, our resident legal expert, me, um, on Wednesday, the Supreme Court, the state of Missouri, upheld a lower court ruling that you might find interesting. Uh, that ruling states that a few of these guys have to show us how much money they make. Stan Kroenke, Robert Kraft, Jerry Jones, Jerry Richardson, former owner of the Carolina Panthers, and John Mara of the New oh, York Giants. Hunt. Clark Hunt, the Hunt oh, Clark Hunt also. I always, yeah. I always Hunt. try to separate those two. Clark Hunt. <laughs> yes. yes. Clark Hunt. Yes. Hunt. Uh, they Mr. have to Hunt. turn over their financial say information. Don't say it fast. Uh, the deadline is September twenty eighth. That's next Tuesday. Uh, what do you think they're gonna? What do you think we're gonna see, guys? Do you think we're gonna get to check out some cash? Well. Cash. I think I, I was reading this story um, and I got to this line and I couldn't help but just burst out laughing because oh if they don't hand over the information by September 28th, <laughs> yeah. they're they're going to face, and, and drum roll please, blah, 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 they're going to face no, fines no of up to $1,000 a day. 
So that's a lot of money for that. Clark Hunt, Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, John Mara, Jerry Richardson. That can't be right. Is that right? That's a lot of money for those guys. So at this point, they might just wind up paying $365,000 a year for the remainder of their lives to not hand over that information. (laughs) That might be the the most financially um, prudent thing for them to do. Oh, that can't be true. None of those – I mean – those guys are up there in age, man. I, mean, I don't know how much. That, that's what three hundred sixty-five thousand times twenty. At the, I mean, Mister yeah. Hunt may, may be a little younger, but um, that's kind of laughable. We'll see what happens. That is kind of funny. The law, the law is good. <laughs> in law. other news, the law is good. In other news, it's been reported that there was apparently a flag thrown by the NFL on the entire city of St. Louis for taunting. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Dad sports marketing uh, joke. Yeah, the flag was picked up by the justice system, though. It was picked up. All oh. right. Moving stuff. moving right along. We're gonna stay with the NFL for just one moment. Okay. Uh, and follow up on last week's story where the Buffalo Bills, uh, you guys recall last week we talked about how Buffalo and the Buffalo Bills, as I turn off this banner because it's scrolling across the bottom, uh, how the Buffalo Bills and the county of Buffalo said their fans were going to have to be vaccinated to attend a game. They had until Halloween, the end of October, to get that done. Here's the update on that story. When some fans expressed disappointment on social media, Chris, I think you're going to love this, Cole Beasley, <laughs> and the long sl- and the long snapper There's Reed Ferguson coming out of his ears right now. I can see it. Have offered to purchase tickets for some of those unvaccinated fans to attend road games. Oh my god. Chris just died. Um yes, two players from the Bills team who are very anti-vax have offered to purchase tickets for road games to see the Bills. I just thought that was really interesting and motivational, honestly. Chris, go ahead. What do you got? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Chris can't. Chris is holding it in for now. Anybody else got anything? <laughs> Mot- motivational for a segment. Sir, I mean, surely there's a for a segment. There's got to be go a ahead. long just, snapper just, joke like, in there somewhere, right? I got that. Like joke, how? Like you have that side of the spectrum, and then you have uh, uh, the Brewers outfield uh, Christian. What's his name? Yurik? Yelich. Yelich. Yeah. Buying 10,000 yeah. tickets for fans to attend uh, this weekend's uh, Cardinals uh, Milwaukee series to, to like promote a full stadium. And, and like, I don't know, like, it's so weird how different. Well, he's not doing it to it. promote a full stadium. He's doing it. Well, yes, yes. On the opposite end of the spectrum. Yes. Not, he's not doing it in an anti vax way. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah he's fine. just saying, hey, come out to the games. The funny part is, part, really, partly why he's doing this, he's about like 213. I think he's trying to keep some fans. <laughs> Because <laughs> he was he was he was the MVP like a year and a half ago. I know. Well, um, if anybody has seen those American Family Insurance ads with him in it, he should he's going to have to pay those people off because those are atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really thought there'd be like a long snapper joke that I, you guys didn't realize that long snappers made enough money in the NFL to buy tickets for anybody, but I guess the, the, that went right by. Uh, by the way, I've seen the fan cost index for the NFL, and I know that it costs five hundred and fifty some dollars per game to take a family of four. If it I ain't recall, cheap, buddy. Right, it, it's five fifty three uh, last year. This year's numbers are coming. Uh, it's going to go. be higher than that. It's going to dig into a long snapper salary. It's okay. We have, you guys may remember a few weeks back, 
is now quite a few weeks back. Grumpy Chris over here, who I tried to get a little motivated with a little grump just now by talking about Cole Beasley and Reed Ferguson. But Grumpy Chris over here made mention, and I'm not going to get all these right, but he said something about he wanted to take the entire Ball family, a couple other people. It eventually ended up with Mike Krzyzewski driving the bus. He wanted to put them all in a bus and drive that bus (laughs) off a cliff. Oh, no. We're not going to revisit this, are we? You guys remember that, right? Well, yeah, well, we a, have a new set. Let we me clarify a, that. Ahead, if the bus yeah? doesn't necessarily have to go off the cliff, it just doesn't. You can't. No, stop clarifying because this is what it is. No brakes off a cliff. No That's break. what you said. I'll get the. I'll pull the clip up if I need to. Uh, so, guys, I want to introduce a new segment, and I want to introduce you, reintroduce you to Angry Chris because today I want to know. Who's on the bus? Who's on the bus? Who's on the bus? Who's on the bus? Is Chris driving this bus with him with him in his driving the bus off the cliff? I think he's just telling them where to get on. I'm the poor man. Exactly was, was that your official bus driver picture on the ID from when you oh, yeah. were a bus driver? Yeah. No, I still it's actually have, on uh, his it's on his LinkedIn. His bus driver I still, LinkedIn. I still, <laughs> bus driver LinkedIn. I still so Chris, my, my class, Chris, you seem uh, like you're in too good D. of a mood right now to talk about yeah. this. I need to yeah. know this week who's well, on the bus. Well, first of all, I'm not driving that bus because Cole freaking Beasley is driving that bus filled with jackasses. Now, I think there is, there's, there's a lot of, you know, there's always a lot of people that I'd like to put on the bus, but, but this week we're going to, we're going to stick. It only the hurts. It only holds 36. So let's right. just clarify. Right. right. No, I just, yeah, it's not, it's, it's a We're going to keep a tally. So far the ball so, family and Krzyzewski's on there. Now Cole Beasley. So we're going to add a fourth today. Go ahead. Yes. So, this is and it, it, there's there's actually we could fill the bus up as I as I as I thought about this this afternoon very quickly, but uh, for those of you who, who haven't seen it, uh, the uh, Timberwolves yesterday fired their uh, president of basketball operations, uh, Gerson Rojas, and uh, right in you know a matter of days before the season starts, yeah, typically terrible time to do that. He, um, uh, I've heard that. Yeah. So there's a bad time to fire your coach. It's a three bad days time before to fi- yes, to hey, fire right, right before. What? Ooh. I was I was gonna say I don't like you guys commenting on the NBA like that without my. Oh, that's input, what. Well, go, we, go, go yeah, ahead. This is go to the expert. Go to <laughs> by the <laughs> way. Josh watches the NBA. Mike listens to the NBA, and Chris comments on him. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Together so, we are a trifecta. Gerson Rojas has been the, the, the team president of business, uh, basketball operations for the last two years or so. And he got canned. Now, part of it is because the team sucks. They're 42 and 94 over his two years. But what's coming out right now is just, it's a fascinating story from uh, Shams and uh, John uh, Krasinski and not Krasinski, not from John the Krasinski from the office. Krasinski. The actor? Krasinski. Amazing. I love <laughs> that the guy. Athletic. Assistant about to the regional manager. The regional Don't manager. put him on about your bus. The, he's funny. No, he's good. He stay, he does not get on the bus. I stopped okay. him. I said, you're not on the bus. It's okay. a to- the toxic culture where people were were afraid, the staff were afraid to speak out. if They had some you know, an issue with whatever on the basketball side of the operations. And then 
executives from other teams, it's one thing, and agents. Agents are one thing. You know, they're always going to bitch about the, the treatment of their, their stars or whatever. But the execs from front offices of other teams were complaining to Glenn Taylor, the owner, about the behavior of, of uh, Rojas. And so th this momentum was building to, to potentially get rid of him. But then it comes out that this jack wagon has been – oh, sorry. It's a consensual affair. Consensual extramarital affair. Consensual. Now, so here's the thing. <clears throat> First of all, there's two, there's two points. One is keep your goddamn pants on. I mean, this is ridiculous. You, you're married. Don't do this. I mean, look at the list of Major League Baseball. Harold Reynolds, Jared Porter, Mickey Calloway, Brandon Taubman, the clown with the Astros. I mean, he goes on and on. And, and, hey, Larry Nasser is in the news again. And uh, what's his nuts? Uh, Patino's boy, uh, Sandusky. I mean, what is wrong in sports with you, with you clowns that can't keep your pants on? It's ridiculous. Get on the bus and don't come back. And very simply, <laughs> treat. Here's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna end on a positive note. Wait, wait. Is this okay. the second point? You said you had the first. No, B for the B. first person that's B. going on the bus. C. Yes. <laughs> treat people like you want to be treated. What is wrong with you? Or if you're too you're too thick-headed to understand that, be nice. Culture means everything and never more so than in a team environment, pro sports, college sports. The yeah. chemistry is so huge. Keep your junk in your pants and treat people with some decency. And maybe you'll go for... Who's on the bus? Who's on the bus? Who's on the bus? You're going to turn 94, 42 and 94 into 94. Oh, man. Oh, quit screaming. I think we have a new segment called Keep It in Your Pants with Chris Harvey. God, I hope not. It might. It might. Uh, speaking of, I don't know how Keep It in we Your Pants translates into this point. next one. It's a no, cliffhanger. good. Barstool. Barstool oh Sports had a big week ahead of their upfronts. Josh, I know you've been covering this closely. Talk to us a little bit about, 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 about Barstool. Yes, yes. I've been covering this super, super closely. Um, <laughs> myself, personally, <laughs> covering this. Um, no, but they, they actually did. They had some uh, digital media upfronts this past week with, their, uh, with, uh, with ad agencies from across the industry. They we, we all talk about Barstool all the time and their incredible growth. Uh, Erica Nardini, their CEO, predicted that the company is going to hit $200 million in revenue by early 22, That's which awful. is up 33% from the $150 million in 2020, which I don't know if anybody remembers 2020. It wasn't the best year overall, but Barstool did pretty well. And then their, their year in 2020 was up 50% from 2019. So I think this is what we call good positive year over year growth and there's just so many opportunities for barstool they're going to be introducing and kind of trying to disrupt multiple industries coming up including <laughs> the virtual dining industry if you guys have ever 
anybody out there has ordered on DoorDash, probably nobody has ordered as much as I have over the last 18 months. But we've seen this phenomenon of ghost kitchens popping up. These are restaurants where you try to go look up on Yelp. They are non-existent because they are operating out of another kitchen, strictly providing a virtual dining experience. Barstool is going to be launching Barstool Bites in October. Um, oh, my God. Menus like chicken wings, sandwiches, chips, selling game buckets, all deliverable to your home. So that's one new industry they're looking at. One bite, uh, they're they're trying to take over the frozen pizza industry. This one obviously makes a ton of sense for anybody that follows uh, their Barstool president Dave Portnoy's uh, pizza reviews on Instagram and social media. They're gonna their frozen pizza line is gonna hit over thirty five hundred Walmart stores at the end of September. So this is you know, big business. And then they're looking at naming rights with the Barstool Arizona Bowl and streaming, which they're going to have a big uh, component of that partnership with the Arizona Bowl is streaming rights to that. They're now looking at MLB streaming. They're opening up a a line of sports books, online sports books, obviously, in, in nine states. And now branded bars, they're opening up a branded bar in Chicago and Philly, a la ESPN Zone meets Barstool. Um, so... Don't They've got a lot started of stuff. On ESPN zone. They've got a lot of stuff going on, um, and just to give you an idea, and I'll and I'll end it here. Since 2016, the number of advertisers that Barstool has has gone from less than 10 to over 300, including the likes of Chevy, Pepsi, Verizon, some of the biggest spenders in sports, and obviously working with brands like Walmart with really cool partnerships. So, Barstool you know to the moon they're 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 doing great and they're gonna be you know trying to disrupt as many industries as they seemingly can wow yeah wow that's a good year not a bad year um i did see most recently the uh the one bite everybody knows the rules the one bite pizza reviews they're so they're showing up all over the place they just do a good job i mean they have they have tapped into what people want and what to hear the tone they want to hear it through or the lens they want to see it through the tone they want to hear it with uh we are in a time and i was having this conversation with somebody the other day about consumers are just really smart now and they know authenticity when they see it mm-hmm. and nothing will end something faster. I mean, the second I see that something, if I'm, if I'm flipping through social media and I see that something is staged and I can tell when something is staged, I believe that I can tell when something is staged and I'm guys, astonished. Myers, when is, I read this. Myers is really smart guys. He can always yeah, tell. He went, he went Go to on. school 30 years ago for staged social media and he practiced <laughs> it to a key. <laughs> And so when I see that, I immediately I'm like, I'm out. Right. And I'm astonished when I look in the comment section, I see people like, oh, I'm crying. And you can clearly tell something stage. My point being Barstool does a great job of being very authentic and it resonates with people and they run everything through their voice. They stick with their voice. They know their voice. They stay with the voice and it's working for them. They're not going to change until they are very, 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 very uber wealthy people. And, well, uh, the thing is, the thing is with that. it is they're, they've set they've set themselves up in the last year and a half, I'd say, to go outside of sports uh, into anything they want to, which that was their foot in the door for whatever they want to do. And now, like, yeah, you're going to see in the next two or three years where it's going to be crazy to see where they go. Very yeah. interesting. It won't be barstool sports anymore. It will just nope. be barstool everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn Very right. True. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, <laughs> what was that? I concur. Damn wow. right, Skippy. Chris, do me a favor. Will you set the timer for nine hours, 44 minutes? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good uh, thing I right, cracked one of these guys. We're going to do some oh, really man. fast topics here, guys. Uh, the next topic, Seattle Kraken. You guys are familiar Love with the Seattle Kraken. Love them. Love they have been selling merchandise. They had a five-day exclusive window. There's all sorts of little nuances. But at the end of the day, essentially, they sold, have already sold or sold during that time frame four times what the Vegas Golden Knights sold when they launched. Uh, and I actually saw – I did, I cannot verify this. I saw that they sold more merch on launch day than the Golden Knights sold in the first two months. I don't know if that's verifiably accurate. Whoa. But that's significant. Now, I don't know. Again, maybe Fanatics wasn't running it when Golden Knights went on sale. Maybe there are some other nuances. But that's a that's a big, big statement if that's true. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Why? Why Why is the Seattle cracking? Why is that going crazy? I'm just the curious. Love, if you guys the love for the Seahawks. The love for the oh, well, Seahawks and the 11th man, I think, carried over to hockey. And I'll say right now that uh, if they ever got the Sonics back, could you imagine Ooh. what would happen with that? I'm just saying, Josh, I don't want to step on your toes, but can you imagine what you'd be watching, what I'd be listening, and what Chris would be saying? Not only can I imagine, but I totally remember when the Sonic Supersonics were in Seattle. It's it's ingrained in my memory as, as being a thing. Do you remember playing NBA Jam in the 90s? No, because you weren't yes. born yet. <laughs> well, if you played NBA Jam, then you had the Seattle Supersonics. So you can't say you remember one but not the other. True. I remember. I, I remember think, both. Uh, what? I think mm. that why has this worked? It's because pretty much every step that Oakview and Lewicki and that that group have taken in Seattle, every step has been the right step. The way they've rolled out the team name and the look and the, the you know the colors and the backstory behind it was freaking brilliant and it's in a market that has some hockey history and uh, has been hungry for more pro major league teams and so you know when they've got that cool serpent s logo design and the cool colors and stuff that's it's you know versus i mean obviously i have no taste whatsoever and you never judge True. fashion by me but like right. i thought that i would never buy the night stuff it's it was it's the other end of the spectrum it's not it's not my thing. i mean they they cater so, to the artistic side of what seattle is you're downtown you see the graffiti you see the art that they yeah, have like true. they catered to their fan base on the logo side so it, it was brilliant across so many different ways i think they <laughs> sought the help and research of test my domain or check my domain or whatever the advertiser was that we had <laughs> yeah, that, right. the, that the Indians didn't use. I think they used them as consultants and look what's happened. I mean, look no further than the success. Yeah, in Seattle I, I'm biased, uh, like particularly when, when I heard, you know, years ago that the, you know, could have a team and the idea, one of the names was Kraken. I, I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a nerd obviously, but it's, I've, I've loved that. And I think that that was the groundswell of people, wanted that versus Cleveland, for example, you talk about that and it's people are like, what? You're a statue on a bridge. Nobody pays any attention to. And somebody else. It was great to name. see them get cracking on. Sales. Wow. They really got cracking. Uh, all right. Next topic, Josh, I know you've been covering this very closely on the streets. 
you know uh staying with hockey you're a big evander kane guy so right. what, what's what's new with evander kane i bet I'm you big, are a big fan. i'm a big evander kane guy i'm a big hockey guy i was i was canvassing the streets of san jose this past week um <laughs> that's totally false <laughs> but um canvasser. So you were uh, in Northern California. Northern California, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Thanks, I was in Northern. I, I was in Northern California. I was in LA most of this week. So yes, Northern California. Um, yep. But we, we talked about this a few weeks ago. There was a story that came out that Evander Kane's wife, soon to be ex-wife, in the process to be ex-wife, had accused him of gambling on his own games, which is obviously that's you know one of the cardinal sins for any no professional um, athlete and. The NHL investigated the man, the matter. Uh, Vander Kane denied the allegations at the time, and we said, you know, then all the stuff came out about his divorce, so the source was a little bit questionable. And, and I said both- that you should be able to bet on yourself to win any game. Just to, I, that was important. Wrong. I still think that should be the case. You should yeah, be able to gamble right. to win, not with you're points, well, just to win. Go ahead, Josh. Sorry. You're wrong. Well, you're you're wrong, you're wrong but thank nope. you. Completely wrong. Um, I'm right. And okay. the league. Uh, basically came out this week and said this specific matter is closed. They they did not find any information or any proof, any evidence of any wrongdoing. Um, but at the same time, a uh, report came out from Front Office Sports, our good friends at Front Office Sports, that a domestic violence restraining order application was filed by his wife this past week that included allegations of sexual assault and domestic violence. Uh, Evander Kane's attorney has released a statement that you know, they, they're denying that any wrongdoing has taken place, but Evander Kane in, uh, he's out of the hot water in one, in one situation right now and into hot water with another situation. So, uh, we're not going to comment too much on, on whether or not these allegations are true. We have no idea. They're, they're investigating them right now. Um, but he wasn't betting on himself for his games. Um, we'll, we'll see how the story continues to play out, but he's, he, he will not be joining the team for training camp coming up as a yeah, result of the, ask. the new investigation. Ask. He's wow. not, he's no, he's not going to be playing this year. Right. Or at least not. Well, the they, they don't know if he's not going to be playing. He's just not going to be reporting to camp right now, like over the next week when everybody else is. So, gotcha. you know, I'm sure they're going to try to expedite the, this, the second investigation to resolve it. Well, let's break these soon. down into two. One, we've got the gambling clearly, that was a false accusation. It turns out there was no evidence that he was gambling on anything related to the game. So that's good to hear at least. And to your point, Josh, uh, we have no idea on the other side. So as a group, we will not comment on that. On a lighter note, uh, and in graphic design news, uh, Roman Yossi, a player for the Nashville Predators, and I know, Mike, you've been following this really closely, um, that he... Uh, was asked to draw the Nashville Predators logo, and this is what he drew. <laughs> it's pretty good. There's here's a Nashville the, manatees. Th- there's the logo, and that's what Roman Yossi drew for the logo. So it's pretty good, that's right? Better, was this was this timed? Did they say you have 15 <laughs> seconds? Yeah, but well, actually, still it's sign a great it with your perfect looking autograph underneath. <laughs> The ironic part is there was a 30 second or no, a 60 second drawing thing. So he did 60 have seconds to come up yeah. with that, like <laughs> aqua turd. 
Hey, yeah, hey, pretty good though. That's How would you feel good. about someone calling your art aqua turd? Unless hey. you were really trying to make aqua turd. I, mean. I, I call them <laughs> as I see them, Josh. I call them as I see them. I would uh, see well, that movie, Aqua Turd. I would see that. Yeah, you would. <laughs> you would. Aqua Turd. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the, that's the next Captain uh, Underpants sequel is Aqua Turd. <laughs> Come on, man. I got to get royalties. I got kids to feed. <laughs> so many. I know you don't believe I'm a dad, but. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. Every time I hear it and see it, I'm, I'm amazed. All right. Really quickly, I want to show you guys a clip. Uh, and I'll try to have it to where you can make you can comment while it's going, but it may not work. But here's a clip uh, from this past week where Conor McGregor threw out. He was asked to throw out the first pitch at the Cubs game. Here you go. Boy, I'm gonna fucking do this! Oh, oh. <laughs> my foot! That was Wrong good. Plan. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I think it's because his pants were so damn tight. That's why he couldn't did, step towards home plate. Fitted, fitted. Did you? Did you guys? Uh, did anybody hear what what he posted about eighteen hours ago on Instagram regarding this uh, this story? Is no. it his comment on Wrigley no. Field? It, it, it was part of that. Yeah, I mean, Mike, What'd if you say? were going to, I don't want to step on your toes. If no, you no, go ahead, that. go ahead. You you go so, there. I mean, I, it was it was a long caption. It basically compared. People were comparing his first pitch. To 50 cents first pitch at the Mets, which is notorious. And it was a, a picture that said, Who had the worst first pitch? Connor McGregor, 50 cent. Connor McGregor's caption The audacity to compare mine with this piss. Picture <laughs> to picture alone buries this. Mine, bar the accuracy, was the most powerful and fastest first pitch of any of these other athletes and artists over the years. No comparison. Smoke them up and down, that Forbes I do. Get messy over, smoked. Chris, smoked. Federer, doubled. All-time all most power. Put me in the Wrigley Hall of Fame for that rocket launch. Besides some of that nice red brick, mahogany oak frame, Wimbledon lines in the grass. The great Wrigley Field reminds me of the grounds on my land in Ireland. Impeccable. Anyway, back to the first pitch. Venom, composure, balance. The gold bar of Patek almost came flying off me. It was that fast and powerful. I'd take it back to Patek Philippe for adjusting, but this watch is now discontinued. A rare. I bought for 80K in Weir's Jeweler of Ireland, and today it is worth close to 500K. And going up. 50 has a nice hue blow, too. Big bang. Small bucks, 50 cent. One has power. One is the director of media relations for some show called Power. You know what it is. The Mac in Chicago. <laughs> Man, wow. what a showman. Josh if, and McGregor. If he can nice. fight as well as he can talk. I just oh blacked God, out. What, what, what just happened? I have no memory of the last 64 seconds. Uh, you were out. beautiful. You were beautiful. Don't ever lose that. Yeah, the Josh? quote that I would, Josh, the quote that I was going for oh. that that I love, and I'm not going to try my Irish accent because I'll get in a lot of trouble if I try it on on the the cast. But he also said it just feels like an Irish pub with a well kept field in the middle, referring to Wrigley Field, <laughs> which <laughs> had me laughing as a Southside Sox fan. Yeah. <laughs> Have any of the three of you ever thrown out a first pitch? Oh no. God, who would let me do that? I mean, it would get smoked down the middle about 85 miles He's, an hour. I mean, a little, little cut action towards the bottom yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, be me. I'd, like to, I'd pay money to see that. I'm, like, I working, I'm, like, the, I'm like the right-handed CC Sabathia, I swear to God. <laughs> I know what he's doing here, and I'm just going to go with it. I have thrown out a first pitch, and, and it is not easy. 
It is not easy. And can I tell, can I share the story? Do we have enough time? Sure. Yeah, Please. absolutely. Was Ben right. Zobris there? Uh, yes, he was actually, but that's not part of that story. We'll do that okay. in the after hours. Okay. <laughs> so back in 2019, I got asked to throw a pitch out on behalf of Goose Island at a White Sox game uh, about a month before. Uh, and I immediately got butterflies in my stomach. And uh, leading up to it, I was going out to uh, the local field here that had a mound and, and practicing. I played baseball my whole life through high school. Um, I was a, a outfielder, pitched a couple times, like was getting it over, you know, no problem. Uh, we get to the field the day of the game late. Uh, I just had uh, Gracie. She was two months old, three kids, wife, me. We're underneath the field. And I go up to the guy. I'm like, can I warm up a little bit? He's like, no, no, there's, you can't warm up. It's like, we're going to get on the field in a little bit and you're going to go pitch. I'm Did like, you, All right. you asked if you could warm up? I asked if I could warm pitch. up. Oh, okay. The, yep. Those guys, get, guys do that all the time. All the they time. warm up? Yes. Okay. They would not let me warm up in the tunnel. So I get out on the field. I'm like, oh, my God. Been a Sox fan since I was in fifth grade. I'm like, I'm on the field. I bump into uh, Ricky Renteria. He said sorry to me. I'm like, easy, coach. Uh, so all of a sudden, the camera is <laughs> like in my face. They're like, Mike Smith from Goose Island throwing the first pitch. I'm, and I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, this is it. I'm like, I look over and I'm, I start walking. I'm like, this is going to take too long. And I run out to the mound and I'm like waving to people. I'm like, no one really knows what's going on because <laughs> the teams are still warming up. I'm like, oh my God, I like, this is it. I didn't get a warm up. I'm, I'm like one throw. Here we go. Uh, Lucas Giolito from the Sox is catching my pitch. Uh, back in 2019, he, he wasn't uh, where he was last year or this year even. So point at him, do the windup, throw it over. Uh, uh, great pitch right over the plate, just about 10 inches too short. Uh, Lucas picks it. I run up to him, hands me the ball. I'm like, man, messed it up. You only get one tie. He's like, that's a great uh, O2 pitch. You don't want to give him something too good to hit. They might have swung at it. I was like, thanks, Lucas. Yeah, great 2-0 pitch, or uh, 0-2 pitch. 0-2, 0-2. Yeah, 0-2 pitch. So I uh, get the picture with him. I'm kind of feeling better. The crazy thing is uh, I had about 15, 20 friends and family. They got all the way down on the first base side, and they're cheering me as I'm pitching. And I pitch it, and there's, like, not really sound. It's ambient sound. And I pitch, and they're like, yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, ugh. Anyway, I go over. I stand on the side, and I'm like, okay. First pitch done, like it was super nerve wracking. Then on the announce, the the stadium speakers like, "All right, the next first pitch is blah blah blah." I'm like, "Hold on a second. <laughs> and this young lady comes out, and the, the crowd's cheering for her. I'm like, "I thought I was the first pitch. Like you can't have two first pitches." Mm -hmm. So she comes out. She stands in front of the mound by like five feet, and Lucas is standing up and just waiting. And she just throws one over the plate. It's like catch. The crowd goes wild. I'm like, that's not good. Uh, <laughs> so she gets her picture. And then, then I'm like, all right, that was not what I was expecting. And then the announcement came on. And now for the next first pitch, I'm like, there's three <laughs> first pitches. Get this. They, they, they have a, 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 a vet in a wheelchair. They roll him even in front of where the, the woman just pitched. And the crowd's going nuts, as they should. And he, like you know, gets out of the wheelchair and, and I'm like, Oh God. And Lucas is now in front of the plate with the glove pitches it strike right over the middle crowd goes crazy. And one of my friends goes one out of three, eight bad, I guess. <laughs> All right. 
or two out of three ain't bad referring to me because I didn't get the strike over the plate. Uh, so that that was my uh, first first uh, pitch. Oh, there's, there's me and Lucas right there. So you oh, were the real pitch. first pitch that night. Look you were the real you, first pitch. I was, the, I was the first of three first pitches. Did you just set up an 11-minute story and then blow the punchline? Yeah. Did that just happen? Yeah. Yeah. It did. Jesus. It's just like the first pitch. I was just... <laughs> I'm going on mute. I'm yeah, going on mute for the rest of the show. So bad. It was good, good having you today, Mike. Good having you. Can we do this over? Yeah, let's start at the beginning. Uh, next... Post. Next topic, and maybe last topic. We're getting pretty far along into this, guys. Um, there has been some interesting news or an interesting story come out of college football regarding an NCAA college football coach. Chris, you've been following yeah, this. this is, I'm eager to hear this. This is, a, this is uh, a good college football story that uh, Portland State's head football coach, Bruce Barney Barnum, has become a viral sensation. Uh, last week, he was on the Bald Faced Truth with John Canzaro pod, or radio show. And uh, in talking with the folks, they said, uh, hey, anybody hears me on the show, just uh, come come to, well, the, he created Barney's Beer Garden in the corner of the football stadium for fans to gather and the, he'll buy beers for football alums to come. Well, he said, all right, anybody that says, I heard Bernie on the BFT, I'll buy your beer. He said, I'm not buying your ticket, but I'll buy your beer. Well, uh, it, it went bonkers. Uh, he, uh, they, they sold 3,124 tickets and they gave away 2,064 beers, 786 Deschutes fresh squeezed IPA. That's delicious, Michael. And uh, 1,260 Coors Lights. But uh, it's a, a, almost a $15,000 tab. And that's now he's not making, uh, you know, Ryan Day money. He's making a lot less than that. He's like, that's more than a month paycheck. But, oh, it, you know, it was worth it. And uh, <clears throat> now the university said, they might go Dutch with me. Well, they'll each take 7,500. But <clears throat> the feedback was he didn't hear what was the people talking about it because they were game planning. So <clears throat> the president asked him, Barney, what did you say? The president, the AD, everybody afterward, they, this is a quote, president, AD, everybody afterward thought it was the greatest promotion they'd ever seen from the university. They were getting all getting the same calls. Who's your football coach? How'd you do that? <laughs> Here's the best line. And I was just talking out my ass to Canzano on the radio show. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. he's, uh, he's a good sport. He's paid, he's paid the tab. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love it, especially being so that, you know, it's it's not a thousand dollars a month to Stan Kroenke. It's uh, it's actually a lot more than that to, to somebody like this. But he's he's stepping up and giving the fans a great experience. So in, kudos in other news, to his, uh, Coach in, Barney. In other news, totally unrelated, his children now have to drop out of college and yeah, uh, yeah. get, get uh, <laughs> pick up some extra shifts at that bar to, to pay off the tab. I've always said that, free beer would work. Go ahead, Josh. Chris, sorry. He, no, that's all right. His, they, the, Zach, this was in Football Scoop. Zach Barnett is a great, great uh, writer, runs that site. He asked him, uh, most important question, what did your wife think? He said, well, I'm still married. How's that? There's some things we wanted that might not be happening now, though. She wants one of those RVs. Our son Brody's playing baseball at Wazoo. That might be on hold for a little bit. And, you know, I actually haven't seen her. I leave the house around 4.30 and I get home around 8. But the kids ask the same thing. What's mom think? 
And he says, next question, Zach. <laughs> Move it along. Yeah, he sounds like uh, The marriage might be a little bit shakier. But uh, but anyway, <laughs> a cool sports, fun sports story. Good for fans and um, more what the game is all about than a lot of the other bullshit we've been talking about this show. So Yeah, for cool. sure. For sure. Uh, on the other side of that same spectrum, uh, the roof. The roof, oh, yeah. the roof, the is, roof on is on fire. fire. Uh, <laughs> New Orleans, uh, <laughs> the Caesars Superdome. They were what, Chris? You said they were spray wa- power washing the they're ceiling, washing. and it caught on fire. And they and, caught the ceiling on fire while they're washing it. How about uh, that? You know, How's that happen? Water always causes fire. That's common knowledge. You guys, <laughs> someone Josh science had me. the idea. They were washing it with gasoline. Uh, (laughs) if you want to get yourself a new stadium wash the dome with gasoline apparently the power washer blew up and there was a big fire and it was all over the pictures and video was all over the news but fortunately one injury but apparently not serious and the damage was not serious so the saints are going to get to continue to play there but uh caesars hey you know, naming rights, maybe more people should be looking for that as part of the deal. Uh, I'm telling you, you know, all you got to do is light the building on fire and your set the front page news. Fire. Yeah. Front. Was I, the one injury know. the pride of the crew who was cleaning it? <laughs> yes. I think that's. You know what I'm talking exactly. about, Myers. Yeah. I, you know do. What I'm talking about. I do. I um, do. All right. Uh, I, I guess, guys, for, last thing before we go, Mike, you want to reiterate your offer? What is it if somebody sends you a microphone? You're going to go to their house. You're going to power wash their ceiling. Um, Shut the all, house on fire. All the above. Uh, give me a give me a current count. How many uh, people are listening and watching? 2,116. So all 7,000 of you listening and watching right now, <laughs> send us a DM. Get me a mic. I will not only reimburse you for it in things outside of money, but I will give you, I will promote your show, your, your brand, your whatever. Um, uh, Josh will come to your house and cook you dinner. Chris will give you life advice. And Mike will have the final word on what <laughs> the actual right opinion is. Uh, well, follow us at that Twitter handle. Yeah. So I guess the final word, guys, and this is just the, the last thing we'll talk about today. And I just, I'm just going to say it and leave it there for about five seconds. And then we're going to end the show. Uh, the WNBA signed their new official sporting goods retailer this week, and the WNBA's newest sponsor, Dicks. <laughs> Is that serious? Right, <laughs> That's dead serious. Uh, new sponsor, Dicks. It's a it's a really big Dicks um, partnership for them. I had no I comment. <laughs> I think it's Honestly, great. I'm, I'm, I'm happy oh, great. for I'm happy for everyone involved with that. Chris has left the building. <laughs> like, wouldn't Dicks change their name to Richards by now? You would I don't have thought, think, right? Mm-mm. I don't know. No. Well, I, don't, I, I heard somebody else talking about this on a podcast. For some reason, they kept saying WNBA and DSG. I'm like, who's DSG? Yeah, they were avoiding some stuff is what they were doing. Because, <laughs> look, at the end you of know? the day, if there's one thing the WNBA needs more of, Dicks. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,